You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Prepare to be astonished! Hello and welcome. Thank you very much for tuning in to Headline This. I'm Stephen Radford. How are you all doing out there? For this episode, we have a conversation with Dan the Man Morales. He is um, somebody who I've been wanting to get on the show for a full hour ever since we did the live show, uh, the pilot for Headline This. Um, But of course, if you remember the pilot, I spoke with Dan the Man Morales and it was um, a live feed. We had no idea what we were going to uh, to find out. Kind of went something like this. Here we go. Plugging up a radio show. What am I like? Hello. Hello. Is this Dan? This is Dan, the man from the United States of America, pal. You you are representing the United States of America right now. I am. I am. Fantastic. I'm actually the United States of Donald Trump. To be more specific. Oh, we're straight into the politics. <laughs> straight into it, baby. How are you, man? We don't mess around here in the colonies. How are you doing, Stephen? Everything good? Everything is is good now. Now that we're getting some calls in, this is fantastic. Are you ready for love? Are you, I'm ready for love. Oh, was that your British accent? That's so good. Ready for love? No, that's like... Well, actually, my family is from England. We're, we're the Wasleys really? back in the day. Wasleys? Yes, that's true. Oh, wow. Dad, that's right. The Wasleys, right? I'm talking to this guy from England on the phone, the radio show. He's ah, unimpressed. Not impressed. Is that, is that your son in <laughs> no, the background? No, no, I'm <laughs> So whereabouts are you calling from? Yeah. L.A. Whereabouts? Yeah, L.A. is a big place. Actually, L.A. This from Montebello, baby. And you're mad as hell at Donald Trump. Is that right? Well, it's, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't think mad is the is the proper. Uh, um, adjective or adverb i'm not sure what that is i i'm more um i'm more disgusted i think yeah because anger anger uh, as johnny rotten said anger is an energy that's it so remember that pal oh yeah anger is an energy nice reference Eh? nice Eh? reference good so who is dan the man morales well he's a california born california bred Music man. He is a man of music. He's a poet. He's a warrior. He's uh, somebody who is really creative, likes to play devil's advocate with what's political. He's definitely a rabble-rouser. He's fearless, Um, not phased at all. But rarely do you find a certified wordsmith whose poetic lyrics um, find their way into the vocal world of punk rock. Yeah, that's right, punk rock. It's not dead. It's still alive. It's still out there. I mean, some might see... Um, his music is being quite agitated or aggressive. Some might not understand the origins of what makes Dan the Man Morales tick. But um, but what is an emotion when it comes to music? 
um, isn't it meant isn't it meant to give you uh, a chance to explore your own beliefs to find a connection or to find your own comparative traits to realize that there are similarities that come with with provocation and expression punk was always on the edge puts you offset you can hate it or you can love it but you can also be well like myself unable to digest it without separating it first um, the words are important. The words are often poetic. The words are often not so much profane, but they're deep. Like I say, they make you think. They make you analyze what it means to be in the world around you. They're very much of the time. I listened to some of his music first, and I, I was like, I, I'm not too sure if I'm getting this. But then he put the lyrics up. And he posts them up quite regularly. Whenever he has a song in his head, he works it out. He puts out the lyrics because he's a poet. And the words make sense. There's, um, there's a certain process to his, um, to his work. And people love it. People love to go out and see him. And he's, he's out there in the circuit in L.A. So if you are... He's a regular, I believe, at uh, Cafe Nila. Back in the day when we were doing Frame by Frame two years ago. It's not really back in the day. I mean, how far back do you have to go before you start using that phrase? A couple of years ago, we did a, a commercial for his band, the Pee Wee Herman Tolos. Oh, Kolos. Oh, you see, I'm butchering the language, but the whole idea, in a way, was that we, we had a brief. We had to read it. There's a lot of Spanish words in there, and we, we butchered the whole thing, but thankfully Dan found it hilarious. Um, let's play a little bit from that, not the whole thing. Oh, what the hell, let's just put it on. Do you live in Los Angeles? And are you into the hard bends of rock and roll? You should head out to Cafe Nila on August 29th, this 2015, because Dan the Man Morales and his band Pee Wee Herman Cholos is playing out. Cafe Nila is at 1906 Cypress Avenue, Cypress Park. That's just south of Glendale. That is also just south of Highland Park. Wow. And if you're coming from the north and you hit Dodgers Stadium, guess what, guys? You've, You've gone, gone too far. far. Event starts from 8 p.m. onwards, and it's only $5 to get in. Rock and roll, people! Only $5! Amazing! That's Pee Wee Herman Cholos playing Cafe Nila, Cypress Park on August the 29th. That is your Saturday night ticket, folks. Dan the Man Morales. Bag it up, people! We'll, we'll send you... We'll do another... Um, uh, as, as, a badly translated uh, commercial for your gigs right, or right. your uh, oh, welcome hang it. on what, what's it called it's Pee Wee Herman Cholos Pee Wee Herman Cholos not Cholos not Cholos Cholos yes Cholos Cholos like high and low and like David Bowie's low and that's at the Cafe Nila if you reach Dodger Stadium right. you've gone too far <laughs> that was very no, but that was very good that was very good you oh. old geo rascal you Oh, you know, Geo Rascal. I like that. Geo Rascal. I'm going to keep yeah, that. I'm full of them. I'm, I'm taking them. that. So, yeah, that was um, for Cafe Nila um, several years ago. And, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to do those commercials. We Dan's a, a class act. He's uh, He's got a heart of gold. And I don't want to keep you any longer. I think we should get straight to the interview. So let's listen now to Dan the Man Morales as it was a couple of days ago. 
We're straight onto it. We're straight into the Trump territory. I, 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 I know. Well, it has, it has to be. I mean, but um, <laughs> I just mock him continually. And that's really a source of, of pleasure for me. And people it's... are like, well, look at you. Look at you. You're a failure. You're you're fat. You're, you have an old car. He's rich. I said, I don't care. All those things are true. I love mocking him. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, my, my favorite people are, are mocking him and, and p- pulling him off his pedestal. And, and, and I love that. Oh, it's just a great, it's the greatest diet. Yeah. I, I, um, I just, I just can't get enough. <laughs> I've lost so many Facebook friends. I've gotten multiple death threats. <laughs> just death threats? To no oh way. yeah. That's, that's why I had discontinued my last oh. Facebook account. I had so many death threats. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> it just tickles, tickles me. It just, I'm, I'm am fearless, and Maybe, and yet um, and yet you can say absolutely anything in your music. You can put anything out there, and people are kind of like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, right, right. right. Well, especially because I, I sing hardcore punk, so they can't understand what the hell I'm saying. So <laughs> that's true. You've got to really pay attention, and that's why you put you put the lyrics up just to kind of remind them. Yeah, this is what you heard. Right, just, yeah, that's yeah. what you heard. How, how great I am. Yes, yeah, so I have to. Um, the self promotion is. Uh, no, it's it's it poetry. It's all poetry. Oh, it's, thank you. It's, it's it's smart stuff and um, kind of thank it you, just reminds you. me of an old era, which is missing from today's music. It's it's a little bit of bite that that um, people are just too afraid right, to right. kind of just just jump at it. And words are words. Right, right. Words are just words. They're not out there to hurt. Exactly. That's that's um. I had a song. I have a song called um. This is how the world ends, and I um. I, I words are so powerful that I could um. My goal was to do like a big budget blockbuster movie mm-hmm. for free, just through words. You know, you can end the world. You could even do anything. I mean, words are beautiful. I, I um, and I like to amuse it. the the thing that I, I don't maybe might get lost is I really really think that the stuff that I that I write is funny. <laughs> I mean, it might seem dark, but it, it really tickles me. It makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, you've got some some great titles, and I remember reading them out for um, a commercial. The uh, the Pee Wee Herman sh- Cholos. Uh, do you know what? I, let, let's get down to it. My my <laughs> my ability to translate Spanish words or or, or sp- words of a Spanish origin are terrible. <laughs> That's a but it but it became funny. That's a small price to pay. For, this is a small price to pay for your um. For your support, and and I mean, just you know, I can, I mean, I, I just I just can feel that you're, that you're a cool person, man. I would love just to hang with you, and you know, and um, I don't know, dress like a Monty Python sketch, and you know, and um, drink some Guinness. I don't know that what we do across the pond. I'm not sure. Yeah, we 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 drink we drink the Guinness, but um, we we yeah. Watch some watch some uh, Benny not, Hill, maybe. Yeah, well, Benny Hill never really struck a chord with us over here. That's why we got rid of him. It's like Mr. Bean. We, we, we all got we got fed up of Mr. Bean and Benny Hill and threw them over to the others, uh, to everybody else who would listen. It's like, oh man, yeah, yeah. We've got Monty Python. Let's not. Oh let's God, not that, that's the greatest. Yeah, definitely, the, the Flying Circus is just the greatest. I was really uh, such a big fan. Such a big fan. I have problems with um, um, meaning of life only because um, I'm averse to scenes. You know, <laughs> so, say that goodbye. again. Oh, who who just I was, left? Um, oh, um, with my um, I don't know. Um, significant other. I'm not sure if I can uh, say that on the. Oh no, no, <laughs> no um, problem. We'll, we'll cut. We'll cut uh, that but, out. Uh, but um, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, but I, I love Money Python. Um, the new life always troubled me because I am, um, I am averse to vomit. 
sequence. Do you know what? Yeah, who? Yeah, that that's so that the same with me. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I vomit bodily fluids, and lately, um, I, I'm lately it's with penises in movies. There's like a the penis centricity that Americans have adopted. I know that. You know, you uh, like Ewan McGregor's penis a lot, and he, he shows it off quite frequently in movies. But um, uh, as in, right. in, in America, there's like a penis kind of thing, just to show I'm not gay, bro. You know, I'll suck your, you know, oh, yeah. just to show I'm not gay, bro. You know, and it's, and it's really, I'm an old fashioned guy, and I, I, I like my humor penis free, if I can say that without. So, any, so um, you could say that that uh, the representation of the penis is on the rise. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, you could say that. That was terrible. My my that was terrible. my would would have to would, would, uh, <laughs> not for me to say that. It's, but, it, it is weird. I have I was actually part of a, oh, a, a jingle on the on right. the air for somebody's radio show. You you know Melissa Burke. She's on Facebook. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she had a podcast Hi, and she had a segment on that podcast called um, that a lot of penis or that's a lot of penis that's too much penis or something like that. Ah, and she took she took a soundbite from me and she put it in the intro. Oh, I like that song in general. I know. Every time I hear it on the radio, I'm like, oh, 30 seconds of oh, thunder kiss. Now, now, I, now I feel kind of, um, now I guess I feel kind of slighted because I've never had a female tell me that that was too much penis. <laughs> I love your, um, is this like a, a painting of you, the, the, the avatar or whatever? The painting, yeah, that's a uh, painting was done by um, Heath Wilcox. That's right. He's a he's a wonderful artist and, and storyteller. Um, he he did that whilst waiting for an oil change on his car. So wow, and, and you know how long, however long that took, what half an hour to an hour, maybe. I, so. I believe the original Starry Night was also done during an oil change. I do. You know I'd love. I'd love to think it would be. Yeah, that would be fantastic. He was. Um, what kind of oil? We can't say it, but some primitive form of oil, or lubricant. It could have been even that. Well, that, that's more of a Brett Ratner thing. A Brett Ratner, the artist, the New Zealand artist. Um, he used to. Oh, paint, he used it. to use his own uh, pubic hair. Um, oh. For the for creating the, uh, the the mass of fur for the Tasmanian devil. And of course, the the red tongue of the Tasmanian devil was was used. Uh, he used his own blood as well, and uh, and other bodily fluids to bind. I think. Oh, uh, right for the so, right of so there's the Metallica album covers that are load and reload. Where I believe it's bovine um, sperm and um, and blood in those album covers. Really, yeah. So it's yeah, it's, so the, it's out there definitely. I mean that, that and right, that, right. that that got a miss by the censors, obviously, because ah. Uh, so that's yeah, the kind of thing definitely. you can, you can certainly because no um, no organs were were pictured in the making of this cover. Right. No organs were harmed during this no, photo shoot. No organs. <laughs> <laughs> How are things over there? Is um is this Theresa May person doing a good job, or who is that in charge of you guys now? Yeah, Theresa May. I mean, uh, the thing is, it's it, the media cuts no matter who's in charge the media is going to right. start cutting at them with a knife of course and uh -huh. so i have no idea if she's doing a good job or not i'd like to think that she is i'd like to think that she's she's got her head in the right place 
Um, right. But I, you know, I, I I feel so powerless to make an make an opinion about anything anymore. I know nothing. Here's what I see: a basic difference in our countries. Um, you see a movie. Um, an English movie, whatever you want to call it, an English movie. Yeah. There's old people dating young people. There's guys with no teeth. There's guys with no hair. There's fat people. There's black. There's white. There's there's different different uh, nationality, different ethnicities. It's mm-hmm. all mixed up. Um, that's that's uh, that's what I get from an English film all, one time. See an American film, everybody is completely in shape. They're all slender. They're all white. Anybody fat is is dopey or or made fun of. You know, it's it's a whole different. I think there's a lot of um a lot can be a lot can be gleaned by looking at um, English films and American films. I think and television as well there. and um... right. and co- and comedy as well. The comedy is more mm. kind of taking taking a, a laugh at yourself, whereas um the American comedy is like oh f you you know how about this ha ha I, I hit the guy with the bottle ha ha it's funny isn't it isn't that it's odd to me yeah it, it's maybe the comparison is that uh, somebody's always trying to be the top dog. Uh, but, it's, mm-hmm. but it's never going to be Mexican. He's never going to be black. Right, right, right. It's just the oddest thing. I, I just heard mm-hmm. um, one of our politicians, Paul Ryan, talking about. But the, are you familiar with the consider entitlement programs? Yeah. Okay, they call entitlement programs in America um, social mm-hmm. security, all right, yeah. care, uh, school lunches, stuff like that. They refer to them as entitlement programs. It's, it's a really ugly word. Now, if I'm to yeah. read this administration, this Trump administration, the the all the the root of all the ills of this country are twofold: immigration and entitlement programs. And and people are buying it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know. And from, well, that's that's the, the whole Republican message. That's the Republican message, isn't right, it? That's right. if you can't make it on your own, you can't make it. Basically. Yeah, which which is which is supremely hypocritical coming from politicians that have been there. They're older than the hills. They're, they have full healthcare coverage. These fossils cannot walk into a doctor's office and get seen if they were working at a hamburger stand, you know. And then they have the, the, the unmitigated gall and audacity to come out and, and blame us working people or people that are in need as, as sinking the country in some way, you know. It's, it's a, and I see the snowball going. It's it just, it, it just developing and developing. We used to be a Republican, Democrat. And all of a sudden, there's a third party, the alt right. Well, this is just the way that we think. What about the First Amendment? And just, I'm horrified. It is. It's it's a. It's kind of leveling out now. Everybody seems to be getting comfortable with all these different pockets now. It right, right. Seem to be right, so. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, we're okay with having Nazi rallies now. I mean, it's it's just right, it's right. going it's going to be normal now. Um, mm-hmm. But the whole entitlement thing as well, if you think about it, the the democratic message of entitlement is. I, I can't believe we're talking politics. This is incredible. I know, but, right? Right. Um, yeah. But, as, but, as egomaniacal as I am, as self-absorbed as I am, I wanted this to be about me. But I mean, this yeah. Has to be said. Well, we can do. We can. <laughs> we can. We can just pull away, and uh, I can. I can cut. You down. can fit some stroking. You can fit some stroking of my self-esteem in. A bit to, later. We need to get your ego on the chase, man. We need to get it up <laughs> thank there. You, thank you. That's thank it. You. Well, we're on the same page. Be on the chaser. <laughs> it's, it's on the chaser. <laughs> it's like it's like we're we're, we're we're sinking the beer right now, but you're going to be the chaser that follows. Ah, very good. Good, very yeah. good. Um, I wanted to run this one by you. Hmm. Just, um, just an observation. Um, I can't tell if I like my kids really, really young or now that they're older more. Independence is good, but I kind of miss the cuddle time, you know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the, the, hmm. the cuddle time is nice. But I miss the independence. It's um. I guess my advice is just to be live in the moment and enjoy it every second you could. That's absolutely right. That's right, and but I'm 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 with you on that one because we've we've got a um, a three year old as well, 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I love his independence. He's he's just doing little tiny right, cute right. little things. You know, he's not mm-hmm. uh, he's not out there bringing bringing dead animals home. You know, metaphorically. <laughs> right, um, right, right. There's no there's no blood on my hallway uh, at the moment. Everything's <laughs> right, right. everything's going well in the world in terms of what of his independence. Mm-hmm. But I know that once he gets out there, once people start to influence him, then you're out of, it's not your control anymore you can kind of control yeah. the independence mm-hmm. but when they're too small and they just constantly need your your dem- they're always demanding then it's kind of like oh grow up a little bit please but not too much right 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 exactly but when they grow up you're kind of like wow i miss coming let me hug you again <laughs> yeah but they're, they're good kids right they're, they're they're doing all right oh yeah they're great they're great yeah my daughter's 28 my son's 19 and my other son's 13 yeah. So, um, so you kind of prepared for what you know. You know when the dark stages are. Already, you've you've gone right, through. Right, right. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah, I have. I have with them. Yeah, there are there are like I I couldn't tell what kind of parent. Oh, here's the thing too. I have three children. Yes. I think the first my first child I didn't know what the hell was going on. Poor no. thing, and they suffered. You know, my second child I was so angry at my first child that I was like overly dictatorship. You know. Yeah, you, you kind of third, you, third child. Yeah. I'm beaten down already, so I'm like, hey, you know, everything's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how you kind of change because uh, I I kind right. of I feel the same way. I think that the little one, I'm I'm the littlest one, only nine weeks old, and I'm I'm already thinking, uh-huh. I've got to really understand that you are in a place where you just don't understand, and I have to step back <laughs> and let you just be. Whereas the the three year old, right. I've been like, "Come on, you can do this." What are we doing? Why? Right. Why? Why this? Why that? You know what? What are you doing? Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's a man. It really really placed me hmm. in the universe. To show my place in the universe. I really really I really saw things a lot. You know, I yeah. I, I always flinch when I hear single people saying. Oh, parents, this parents should. I'm like, you know, brother, you don't even know. You know? No, no. Yeah. Oh, my kids will never. Oh, you never. You don't. You, know, <laughs> you don't even. My my wife will never. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's having kids. Is it's, it's um, it's it's a demand on your soul, but you've got to keep Revolve, your soul. Yeah. You got to keep your soul in check. You've got to keep your mind. Yeah in check and um i think it's also a reinforcement of, of our positivity though we think yeah you know what i can do this yeah you know you what? Can. i was right about that you know I was, I was right about that you know i'm okay with this you know and you've got to the, the moments when you where they do something that you think wow i can't believe there's a real little person in here yeah yeah and i, and I did and that like, you know yeah. I, I made that person it's just yeah. too it's like a sense of vertigo to even contemplate you know? <laughs> totally you were born in los angeles Yes. And uh, what kind of an upbringing was that? Whereabouts were you? I was born in a, a hospital in Silver Lake, kind of like um, outside of the downtown area, mm-hmm. lower middle class area. I um, was raised in a place called Boyle Heights, which is um, originally a, a, a upscale Jewish neighborhood that was kind of um, that kind of got downgraded, to use a lack of a better term, to more of a Hispanic neighborhood. I it was mm-hmm. a really, really, uh, it was, I mean, I don't want to have a hard luck story, but it wasn't a great area. Um, my parents eventually moved to this place called Monterey Park, a little bit better. And it was there that I really grew up. And um, it was a more of a multicultural environment, like a lot of California is. And I uh, I yeah. very, very quickly, very, very quickly, I discovered the the, the joys of, of females. You know, when I was really young. And that's that's been a constant <laughs> distraction in my life. 
and I was also very young. I attended them. It's just if I think I wish you were here. I just come out from Pink Floyd. Uh, my dad took me and a couple of friends at that concert. It was the first time I used marijuana, and uh, my mind was blown. <laughs> how, how old were you then? Uh, I think it was like fourteen. I think it was seventy-five. Yeah, thirteen yeah, or fourteen. My mind was blown, and um, it's, it's about that time when it starts to kind of get around the right, circuit. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Which is another thing to look forward to when your children get older. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, it's funny because I missed that in school. I, I only experienced that when I was 20 in Australia. And uh, mm -hmm. it's a whole oh, completely wow. different culture over there. Because um, it, it's, it's, I bet. It, you, you just use that to wind down and everybody's accepting mm -hmm. of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, as, as a 14 year old, it, it, you kind of, you just want to just get out there. You, you've, you've, fed up of sitting around you know so you want to try things yeah that will... you know me i was um i had no reason to my parents were were completely stable they were mostly sober for the except for drinking and uh i had no reason to rebel i just kind of um mm. I, i've always been like um, and again i'm in, i'm gonna sound like trump i've been a stable genius you know i've, stable I've always genius. been yeah, I've so had, like, what, what did your parents do like, what were your parents oh my, my father was a sheet metal worker mm -hmm. and my mother um worked with insurance billing so no, both working, both working parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess I was an early latchkey kid. You know, they just what they called a latchkey kid. You know, you come home after school and your parents aren't home because they're both working. You know, so um, I, I grew up like that. Which is you know great. I had yeah. lots of friends. We rode bikes and we played ball in the street. You know, and and just you know had a, we we never lacked for anything. But I um I, I after smoking marijuana I was okay. I felt like a big shot sort of. But uh, um shortly thereafter it was a film in. I think eighth grade they showed us where a guy smoked the joint and he turned into a werewolf. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you know? Oh. So uh, what, what, what I, I was like, no, you know, oh, some kind of drug education film, you know? Oh, right. And, and oh, he, was it? Um... He smoked it and he looked, he looked in the mirror and it was like, it was like, oh, I'm a werewolf, you know? Oh, my like, God. Damn. So I told my friends that my friends that gave me the marijuana, I said, no, I don't want that. I don't fuck that. No, I don't, no, more, no more for me, please. I was like, okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That, so, that was uh, pretty next... easy to get off, though. That I mean, just just for a werewolf, <laughs> werewolf yeah, right, yeah, exactly. of, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool, actually. You know, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing of it. I want to buy me the werewolf. You know. <laughs> uh, wow. So um, that that scared me enough. But then um, during the week, that same week, um, eighth grade again, they um they slipped an acid tab into my diet coke. Oh man. And um, um that was um yeah that was mind blowing. And that was after that I was just off the rails i was like a genius oh the, i was in this program they called mgm mentally gifted minors where they take you to different colleges and you get to act really smart and everything and after that i figured well i'm so smart i could probably cruise on like 10 percent of my intellect you know and i'll just go hog wild and and, and uh yeah therein lies the rub ever since then I've, i was um i just uh had a problem with reality <laughs> The, 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 the divergent kind of qualities of of, of the feeling right, as though right, you right. can you can be anything uh, you can you can just yeah exactly you can just and plus um, I, I love music I love music because you yeah. know I just love music but by that kind of like Genesis King Crimson Mott the Hoople Zeppelin more more those spacey acts like the Stones or the Beatles or the Who I like more the spacey Floyd like that you know but man um man just man just this Genesis is beautiful you know. And as a young boy, I thought to myself, I, I'm never going to be able to be a musician. I can't play like Queen. I can't sing like John Anderson. You know, I'm never going to. And all of a sudden, punk rock hit America. That's it. 
that was uh, I can definitely do that. <laughs> crazy stuff, crazy it, stuff. It, but it, it was. I remember seeing the Sex Pistols on twenty twenty um, show here, and Geraldo and those kind of shows. They were like saying how how terrible it was. I thought that's great, and they had the lyrics to problems, and I can't. Wow, I can't believe that's the whole song. You know, I thought they don't even rhyme. You know, bet you thought you had it all worked out. Bet you thought you knew what I was about. Bet you thought you solved all your problems, but you are the problem. Like Jesus Christ, that's the greatest thing out of my life. <laughs> you know, like I just was, I was after that. I started playing. I've been playing in bands since I was sixteen. I'm fifty six now. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was always Sid Vicious that always stood out, but he wasn't the lead. It was he. He wasn't. He wasn't the lead vocalist. No, no, no. But that was John. But, but he Johnny Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Rotten, yeah, but, but I mean, just was like, I don't know, there could not have been a Sid Vicious in America. No. He was still kind of like an oafish kind of guy, like a, still silly, as weird as he was, seemed kind of silly, you know, poor, and the poor thing got chewed up by America, you know? Yeah, he, I think that kind like, of it broke him and destroyed him towards yeah, the end, just, I, I think, because um, he, he was living in the, uh, in the Chelsea Hotel, wasn't he, I think? Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. And that I was mean, when he was on his downfall, and he just he just wasn't showing up to gigs, and uh, I think yeah, eventually there's he no, got thrown there's out. There's no American equivalent. There's no American equivalent of that kind of a personality, you know? We try, but I mean, and even back then, I could see when they were talking about punk rock in, the, in England, how horrific the conditions were for youth compared to the youth in America at that time. I thought, it was, wow. It was yeah. hardened. I mean, back in the 80s, right. it was all uh, it was all about the oppression of, of, um, the, of, right, of the classes. Right, right. And um, the big rebellion, of course, when they were closing all the mines in north of England and uh, mm -hmm. they had all those riots. And I think that was the big backlash. It was the whole Margaret Thatcher backlash that, right, uh, right. that, that kind of sent pump rock into a global spin and that was that's why right, you guys right. heard about it because it, you wouldn't have heard mm -hmm. about it if there wasn't any political no. backdrop um but, and then, but then those bands too like mm. the dam that were almost like regular rock that just they they, they grew into something that the dam started with the first album and they grew into almost like like sergeant pepper or something you know that <laughs> i like that progression you know yeah it was, it was scar music uh, was is similar isn't it uh well yeah but um Ska okay, punk. for me, ska, ska, yeah, ska. I like like um, like uh, um, like the special stuff like that. You know, I, I like that that um, that old kind of ska like that. I, li I like that like that. I, I like um, I, I just like more of the older stuff. The, the newer stuff doesn't really speak to me too yeah. much. You know. See, uh, the, the, you have had actually in America one guy who I think has has baffled me musically because I, I I don't really see him as a musician. Um, right. the, probably the most obscene um, performer on stage that I've ever seen in my life the most obscene um, vision of, of anybody you can probably imagine who I'm talking about He's already, he already died I think he died in the early 90s and Donald Trump oh, oh he died <laughs> <laughs> well this is a different Gigi obscenity Allen. yeah and I've yeah. never been able to figure him out why why are we still talking about gg allen's today i don't i don't know there's, there's still there's, there's this weird kind of thing in america where rich people want to look poor you know <laughs> they want to they want to seem like they're struggling and if i had gone to a gg allen concert which I never would have gone if i had gone and i even sent an inkling of any kind of feces being thrown yeah so, I would have been torn between running for the hills or grabbing a blunt object and beating him into submission. 
I would not have been cheering or pogoing. Yeah, but he probably would have liked that, and that's the problem. That probably would have raised his game even more. But it's such a bizarre. Would have been naked, which my my penophobia would have been. Yeah, that's kind of like oh, trigger. But uh, I I find that one fascinating. Um, he's he's one that I'd like everybody to just leave alone and just forget about. But you know, he keeps coming back, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of standard for punk or whatever. Yeah, he doesn't really stand for music. I don't think he stands no, for no, being no, no. being a problem for the police. But that's you know. And his his brother is in the band, and I, we've opened for him. Oh yeah, and I met him. He's kind of, kind of a jerk. Yeah, his name is Merle Allen. Hope I shouldn't say that because he's like a white supremacist or something. <laughs> but it oh, always there's I always can, a thread that leads back there. I there's always a it, thread yeah. that leads. Back. No, I don't cut it. Screw it. There's, yeah, yeah. there's always a thread that leads back to these people who are radical free expressionists and they you know, are you are you triggered are you politically correct there's always a thread that leads back to the people that try to offend the hardest where it's like trumpish you know it eventually goes there where it's like yeah. you know oh you know, oh you know um are, are you are you being a um are you being a snowflake are you uh you know are you how come you're you're, you're uh how come you want to hear my free speech there's always some kind of right-wing crap I, I I do hate Donald Trump a lot, but um, yeah. to be fair, what what frightens me more, which absolutely mortifies me, is are his supporters. Yeah, you're right. So many people believe this. I, I mean, I, and the the fact that was, was horrifying to me also was that um, knowing what kind of person Donald Trump was before he even got into office, yeah, and still voting for him and thinking that he's actually going to change something is just yeah. baffling to me. I can't I can't I I knew. When he got in, that it was going to be a, 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 a whole crap show because I knew that he was going to do whatever he wanted to do. The media was going to love slash hate it. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of culture we live in in America. Well, the whole idea of media hating something is that you kind of secretly love it because it's going to get mm-hmm. it's going to get eyes on your article. It's going to get eyes on your thing right. because mm-hmm. he's. Oh, he's just yeah. his villain. He's like, we need villains, you know. Yeah. And I think he is. Yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre one. And I think it's it's too much. I think it's. Um, it's it's made everybody feel sick to the stomach, and it's not it's not an easy ride. But uh, so that, yeah, what, what the, the yeah. part that um the part that really baffles me, or the part that surprised me the most, I, this might sound naive. The part that surprised me the most. I'm 56 years old. Mm-hmm. I've worked since I've been 16 years old. I've never been unemployed. The part that baffled me the most is that that people hated Mexicans so much in this country. <laughs> I had no idea, you know? I, see, well, I, I, I had I no idea. That, that, was, that was like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, if, if, if I had my way, my immigration policy would be the only people allowed in America are cultures that have delicious food. Okay? Uh, so <laughs> you know? I like that. I think you're right. Right? Um, so I mean, come on. so the Engli- like, kick all the English out. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, well Eng- no, 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 no. Uh, bangers. We, we, bangers. We need to. You know? we'll, 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 we can learn. We confuse. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Shepherd's pie. Come on. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to get the shepherd into the mint in the mincer, but. Oh yeah, I bet haggis also yeah. the personal. Haggis. Favorite. Oh no, I never. Oh, had, English, never <laughs> had haggis. It's Scottish, but it's it's yeah, it's not really right. a fun. Thing to think about no. when you're looking at your plate and thinking, yeah. I mean, I, I have trouble with liver and kidney. I'm I'm not going to oh, be putting God. those on the plate. No, 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 no. Things things that could be donated. I'm not eating. What is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh, I gotta say scotch. I gotta say scotch, really? a, a single malt uh, Bowmore um, Isley whiskey, definitely. Oh, that sounds good. I, I'm not. 
I don't know what you said, but that sounds really good. <laughs> That's a, I, I, I like um, I've gotten into craft beer, which seems a bit you know. That's uppity, that's pretty good. That's I, not uppity at all. No, no, it's it's um, it's right. you, you're you're putting money in the pocket of the people who are uh, microbreweries and. You know, oh God, yes! Yeah. I, I I I just recently got, got yeah, and and I think it was in a part. It's been a long time, partially because I saw the movie Sideways. Yes, and I've yeah. always and I was so seduced by the whole wine thing. I don't like wine, but I thought like microbreweries almost kind of the same thing, you know, to yeah, take a beer and smell it. And, you know, this is, you know, has hints of They treat it in the same regard. I mean, you're in a bar and they will literally just say, we've got this new one here. Would you like to try it? Yeah, um, right, right. How classy. Yeah. A bum like me could be classy. Yeah. And it's not that, it's not too classy. I think it's, it's just nice to <laughs> to try something different. I mean, that's, you know. Right. I mean, uh -huh. the, the whole uppity thing. I'm like, uh, but, but every country has its own microbreweries and its own craft beers and, Oh yeah, the names of them I mean, are insane. Get... Oh, I know, isn't it? Yeah, they're like um, what was one? Um, arrogant bastard is one. <laughs> you know, my favorite is actually a hoplips now. A hop... Oh, that's great. That's a good one, man. <laughs> a hoplips <laughs> now. That's great. That's great. That's at our like local the, Aldi. The that, that's actually it's from like a... yeah, one of the smaller like stores. Come... Sorry, hyphen wines. My wheat kind of like the lighter. Like I favor the lighter ones, but I've tried some dark beers that are extra tasty, like coffee, coffee beer, and oh, just some of them are really, really good. You haven't tried the pizza beer, have you? No, pizza uh, flavored beer. That sounds. That would be. How was yeah. that? Um, have you tried it? it it's kind of like um, uh, re-swallowing oh, your no. own vomit. I mean, you, you had that vomit thing about oh, the meaning of life. <laughs> the bile? It's, it's like... Uh, a heavy, heavy bile taste. Yeah. It's, it, it'll be like watching meaning of life backwards. <laughs> In reverse. And, um, and, and that, you know, the be back to meaning of life, it, was, it had a lot of slow parts that weren't that funny, you know? No, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I love... I, I forgive so I love... I remember seeing the... Um, Life of Brian, and when they got the big stone on that person, I I laughed for like fifteen minutes in the theater. You know, I can I, I was just tickled so so hard and laughing and laughing and laughing. And the meaning of life, I kept wanting it to, I kept wanting the meaning of life to be as great as a soldier sequence where in the war they bake the cake. Yeah, you know, yeah, I wanted to be like that. You know, the, the heavy sperm is sacred. Oh, it was it wasn't that funny. You know? Yeah, and, it's it's and, kind of okay. Uh, me. The whole, Bobby it, Vinton thing, the universe. Yeah. It's a good song, but uh, you know. I think we're supposed to be kind of like sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, he's singing this, and there's children there." But you can only take right, that right, right, so yeah. much. You can only take that so yeah, much, and, and then it's like, "Okay, move just on." The, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and the sex education thing was. Uh, I mean, I really wanted a good freaky money pie. The ones you got, like Fisher, Fisher. That was great, you know. With his arms all big. Where did the fish go? You know, man, that's what I wanted to see. You know. I took acid to go see the meaning of life, and then just freaked out during the Mister Creso part. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, that's one movie to watch, definitely. Or, or you can watch um, uh, a John Waters movie, and it'll have the same effect. <laughs> right. Pink flamingos. Right. Oh. oh my god, no! Yeah, I think the only John Waters movie I really like is like the, some of the later ones, like Serial Mom. Yeah, Those are that the was a, some, you know, pretty much like about, that. It's pretty much the same premise, except less poop. You right, know. right. Yeah, exactly. Less uh, fecal eating. You know, yes. Like. Yeah. But, what do you um, like lately in movies? Lately in the movies, well, um, I, I I actually enjoy being able to watch an entire film. 
Ah, yes, yes. Because since having kids, it's been very hard. So I've been more right. leaning towards to actually get out. Yeah, yeah. But, me too, me too. That that's that, like the Netflix stuff yeah, like that or whatever. There's too many movies. I mean, I'm I'm actually enjoying independent films more um, because it's it's just nice to see uh, people mm -hmm. trying and actually getting stuff out because that's the dream, right? right? right. That's you know we should we should oh, always definitely. encourage. And enjoy people's work, um, and, and yeah, and, and, I like that's why I like. I mean, the pod, your podcast. I mean, the playing field's level now. You know, yeah, we we could we could tweeting then Spielberg would catch a tweet from us. You know, it's level. We don't we don't have to it go is. audition for a guy with a cigar or try to beg for money. It's all out there. Go get it. You know. Yeah, there's some really good strong filmmakers who are just simply just there with a camera and, and uh, a computer, and that's mm -hmm. it. That's all they right. need. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that podcast is finished now. Um, I'm not too sure if we're, if we're going back to oh, that again. Um, Andy oh. is, as he's moved on. He's, um, he's, um, I think he's doing, he's, he's into his music now. He's, he's got his band together and, um, he's out. Well, music is so seductive that, that immediate gratification. It is. That, it that's is. why I stopped doing comedy. I stopped doing comedy because comedy mm. is just, it's a drag. It's gotten very mean spirited. Uh, and that's not why I'm into comedy. That's not why. I, that's not what I got into comedy yeah. for. Comedy is more. It's more about what's not going on during your. It's 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 not about you standing there doing a set. It's about what what's going on behind the scenes and right. everything. It's who exactly. who you exactly. know. It's too much. The of whole tenor has changed for me. There's mm. there's this thing in America called roast battles. They just like roast each other or yeah. put each other down. It's not. It's not fun to me. It's not. It's fun. like um, what what what. What I've seen only from my personal experience in comedy, and I, maybe people have a different um, take on it, but I found a lot of the comedians that I dealt with were were very, were very well, um, were well taken care of. They came from upper middle class environments, mm -hmm. and they thought, "Wow, you know, what am I going to complain about? I have a hot girlfriend. I'm in good shape. My dad's rich. What do I have to complain about? I know. I'll say a bunch of offensive stuff." And yeah. then people have to take it because, you know, if, I, if they don't take it, I'll say they're too PC or, and, you know, uh, come on, you know, I'm not, I'm not PC, just entertain me. That's all I ask for, you know, and I, and it's, it's, I guess some of these people with their obscene humor and the crazy, crazy, you know, I, I ate, I ate a baby and I, you know, I sodomized your mom with the dead body, ha ha ha, you know, and you're like, hey, you suck. And they're like, hey, what are you talking about? Oh, you're too PC. <laughs> yeah, keep it clean. I mean, the, the, the best comedians are the cleanest comedians. I mean, I, I like... Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm not even averse to the, to the obscenity. Just, yeah. just be funny. Yeah, exactly. Be, use I, use I it. I don't owe you a laugh. Use it right. I don't right. owe you a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somebody, this might be a, a newsflash to some comedians out there, mm. but sometimes people don't want to hear the crap coming out of your mouth. The thing is that they're, you go they're, to, they're trying to be Carlin and they're trying to be Bill Hicks and that's right. and they're trying right, to be right. you know that's not there's no way you can be that. Here's comedy in Los Angeles. You go to a comedy in Los Angeles, Stephen. I have a gig at the comedy store. You want free tickets? Sure, Dan. Yeah. There are two free tickets, Stephen. Okay, Stephen goes to the comedy store with his lady. Um, it costs twenty five dollars to park. Yeah. Okay, fine. There's, there's a two drink minimum. The cheapest drink at the comedy store is ten dollars. Okay, uh -huh. that's that's uh, that's forty that's forty dollars already, minus tip on a weeknight. Okay, <laughs> you get there, Stephen. Stephen's with his girl sitting in front of there. The comedian gets up and says, "Hey, look at this guy, Stephen. Boy, this guy probably has a small dick." You know, that's it. That's <laughs> the best they can do. <laughs> you're like a like hundred dollars in the hole. You're sitting there. The, 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 the first rule of comedy used to be: don't attack the audience unless they attack you first. 
That's it. Yeah. Now, now, what, now what do you see? You see that or you see a guy, one joke, semi-bombs. Oh, I guess you guys came not to laugh tonight. Odd. This is a comedy club, you know? And, and even Woody Allen said, wait for a joke to bomb three times before you make that kind of comment. Like, you know, oh, my God, you know, That's I should get my day job. But yeah, you know, but because because sometimes people process the humor. They're not not chortling out loud, but they're processing something. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just... I, I'm a very much a. I don't laugh out loud. I mean, I, I've spoken to um, comedians and they've made jokes in front of me, and I'm like, oh right, I, oh I see what they're doing there, and I'm 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 just, it's all inside, and uh, and and I can imagine it could be quite in. They can be quite insecure and, and and uncertain about. Oh, did 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 you just not realize I made a joke? You know, are you taking yeah, this yeah, serious? Are you are you writing notes yeah. now? <laughs> it's like no, no, yeah. it's it's. Um, yeah, you you took you took the you took the incentive to get on stage and grab that mic, which yeah. told me that you're ready to entertain me. Now that you have a paper in your hand, looking at your notes, you're gonna say, oh, "Okay, what do I think of next?" Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or start using crowd work instead of actual jokes. And that's well, on you. I don't owe you a laugh. You know, I, the good ones. I mean, I mean. I, I can see Steve Hostetter. He's very much a confrontational uh, about his crowds. Um, uh-huh. He he does that a lot, and I think he's he kind of puts that onto YouTube um, right. as a basis for you know every gig has got to have this. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a video on YouTube. I'm not going to have somebody who I can insult. So I think he. There's a guy I saw on, on some on some American shows. He's an English guy, mm. very like properly dressed, and he's very slow spoken. Mm. I forgot his name is. He's really hilarious. So he's kind of vicious. Could be anybody. But he's... <laughs> They're all the same. I'll get you right. <laughs> yeah. like, I, know this English, I know this American comic is really obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. That's just one. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those. He's right. Scottish. His name's Billy Connolly. Um, no, no. They're all very. They all try to be very. I'm here. a Billy Connolly fan. Come on. Oh, no, he's great. He's absolutely fantastic. Like, oh. Got to love I like him. Those, I like this warm kind of guy. The big. Big head and just da, 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 da. <laughs> big head. Oh, is it? Does he? Has he got hair that kind of rattles in front of his face? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Oh, Mike! It, it sounds like you're talking about Michael McIntyre, and I can't stand him. He's he's a, a big he's a big arena comedian, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just <laughs> all he seems to do is just say things that oh, I don't know. It's it's. It's just like, uh, guess what? Your life is funny, and and I'm gonna tell you all the things that you already know about right, your right. life. But but because I'm saying it on stage, and you guys are it's all true. sitting there yeah. looking at me, you're gonna find it hilarious. Yeah, I find it hilarious that I'm better than you to tell you. You know. Yeah, and after all, this is a comedy club, and if you don't laugh at a comedy club, then you know the venue right. precedes the the venue precedes the comedian. Obviously, I don't need to be funny because I'm in a comedy club. Right, right, right. That's but actually, you're, you're just—they want you to stay on stage as long as you sell some drinks and sell some food. You know? That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of it is. But yeah, you know, and I think it's very—it's very difficult. I mean, in Manchester just just doesn't have—we don't have a comedy scene here, really. We got the, a comedy store um, in the center of Manchester, and and a couple of open mics, and that's it. We're, we're not drawing any anybody Manchester, spectacular here. Famous Manchester Happy Mondays and twenty-four hour party people. Music-wise, yeah, we, we've we've got them oh, all great. here, but um, they're not um, they're not oh, popping is, is lately. Is Ian Brown a bit of a country? How was he like? Ian Brown, um, I the Stone Roses. I I don't know him. I've never actually seen him personally, but he seems like a hard oh. a hard character. <laughs> okay, I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can imagine he'd just hold his own and just you know, uh, yeah, right. keep himself to himself as much as possible. You know, I don't think he'd. There's want to an be... English. 
don't know if it's specifically English. Is that kind of kind of almost like a rap kind of guy? King Cruel, you heard of him? King Cruel. King. It's K K R U L E. K R. And I heard he turned down like he turned down big deals with Jay Z and Beyonce. He performs in a lot of restaurants after they close, and the, the music is really neat. It's almost like the Clash Sandinista or something. Is this is this kid? Is this is that yeah. who we're talking about? This this kid here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's really done. cool. I, I, it's, it's very, it's very cool. He's like way underground, and like I said, his music reminds you like some of the old Clash or something. And he's I guess it's trip hop ish or something. Yeah, that. Really yeah. Cool. He's only twenty three years old as well. I haven't, I haven't heard right. of him so. Yeah, it was, it's to, really, uh, really cool. I, I dig that. Oh, I'd love to get cool. over to uh, England someday, man. That's uh, it would that's be a dream of mine to go there. It'd be good. You, you'd, uh, you'd enjoy it. I think definitely. I bet the motherland. The motherland. Yeah, definitely. Well, we've <laughs> we've had a decidedly um, more somber discussion the last time, right? And I, I like it. I, the, I like it. I like yeah, I think we're you know it's it's um it's been a while, and I think the last time we spoke, I was doing a live show, so I was all hopped up on on right, and I was in a different off. state of mind myself, also. You know, I, I think you, I you were very aggravated. I think you were very excited. Right, and, I was. Uh, I was. Um, I was. And I was just like thinking, I don't know what I'm doing here, so I was just making it up as I went along. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've had since that time. More than a few people have told me, Dan, you seem very angry. And I'm like, well, justifiably so, Trump, et cetera. And I thought to myself, you know, but yeah, but I I can enjoy life more. You can. Uh, you, know, you have to. I think we I have really to. You've you got to be able to kind of realize that that's that. Um, yeah. Let it be the distraction. Everybody else is going crazy. Why do you need to be crazy as well? You know, right, let, right, let, right. You know adding to the pot's not going to make a difference. You know. Yeah, I've, um, I've also... Um, Pee Wee Herman Cholos are still going on. I've yes. My one band, Foggy Nation, is um Foggy Nation is kind of um R.I.P. And I'm doing this new music with my friend um Dave. It's called the Corridors. The it's corridors. spelled a different way because yeah, because like the Corridors. His name is Dave Corrado, and we're doing a duo. Ah. First, we're gonna. We're, I wrote a bunch of songs, and I had an idea of having a band, but then it was so nice to have only one person to depend on. You know. That was really nice. Like, you know, oh, um, God, Dave, are you ready? You want to jam tonight? Sure. Rather than calling Dave and calling the drummer and calling the bass player. So we're going to record a, um, an album just as a duo. Just as a duo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the way to do it these days. I mean, you can yeah, uh, you can play multiple instruments, right? Um, I, I'm functional. <laughs> I'm best at singing, but I'm functional in the other ones. You know, <laughs> like Except bass, I can't play bass. I can, yeah. I can strum a guitar. I can play drums halfway decent, and um, but um, and I sing okay. But um, well, just bring people um, in. Bring people in when you need them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like yeah. just have them as session exactly. players, and you're you're right, set. right. Because we everything has been in such um permanent like like stasis. I wanted to really um to move things forward this year, <laughs> so we're going to record um an EP pretty soon. We have like seven songs and um. I think they're pretty interesting. I don't know how to describe them. The, it'll be called, uh, our EP will be called Songs of Hope. Good. So a bit of a change of and, direction. Um, yeah, most definitely. It wasn't taken too well by some of my, my bandmates. <laughs> but um, I well, mean, I, I have I have so much so much music inside me that has to come out. And I feel it very yeah. definitely a sense of mortality. 
Um, not that I'm going to die tomorrow, but um, um, I, I feel like I need to get some things done. Yeah, but you, I, you, I, you, I you're basically to... not running on the one track. You've got multiple different tracks, mm-hmm. in your, in your, yes. and you want to you want to try different things. You're not going to be the same person yeah. as you were two years no, ago. No, no, no. Oh, we have um, we have a song called "Help Me Kill My Wife." Um, oh, maybe, oh, maybe you're very much the same as you were two years ago, except uh, you're not on a slut hunt anymore. <laughs> you're, you're murdering no, no, them. no, I'm not. I'm not on a slut hunt, and I, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> was that I, that I, was I one know. of your songs, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great song. That was, um, that was a funny let's see, song. Let's see, um, slut hunt. Um, some say we should come together. This I disagree. I think I should come forever. That is best for me. We shall rule, we shall reign, we shall dominate. We shall rule, we shall reign, open up the gate. Slut hunt. Ah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like I'm like a mouse, you know. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a dynamic uh, slayer of women. <laughs> but I like um, all my songs to be like, almost like a book of Stephen King short stories. I like a different character in every song. Yeah, that's it. And make it, yeah. Like. And, and it's, 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 I think the people who are offended, they think, they think it's just you doing yeah you, this is you but you're you're people meet me, they, they you're telling stories yeah yeah they're pretty surprised when people meet me they're thinking i'm some kind of weird weird pervert that lives in the base of making bombs and i don't even make bombs anymore <laughs> no not anymore it's it's yeah it's too complicated it's storage issues yeah. and yeah oh, yeah right. yeah i'm just a, i'm a total teddy bear pussycat i mean i i just i'm i i'm nothing like him and i um I, I really wanted to try something different. And um, I have a song called Do It Myself, which is really my um, kind of my credo for this year, you know? Yeah. Um, I, have to, I have to do it. You know, you, you can identify, I'm sure. Big change. Well, I think, um, you know, I think, I think it's a, it, we're in the second year of the Trump administration. And I think people are kind of wow. thinking, you know, we, we can't go like this on forever. We can't go be like this forever. But we've got to, well, we we've, can, got to we've, we, we've got to carve yeah. our own. Got a cover. I know you're right. But that that can. You said something very, uh, very uh, um, intuitive there. No, we can't go on. That can that probably will go on forever. Let me say this: that will probably go on forever. We can change ourselves. We can adjust to it. To make yeah, ourselves adapt and, That's and that, find I, I your own. Found the, yeah. yeah, I found out the hard way. I was railing at the gates and railing at the barbarians, and and I, it wasn't bringing me joy. No, and it doesn't, and it won't. Um, and uh, yeah, we've, we've got to sometimes, you know, I think you simplified things now as well, because you've just got the one guy who, uh, you, right. who you can rely on. You know that you can just yeah. just go your own way and, and, and feel just run with your own intuition. And um, yeah, he, he plays all the instruments. I, I, I give him the lyrics. He thinks of melodies. I don't negate anything. Mm. He lives literally on the way home from where I work at. Mm. He, he lives like right. He lives like right on the way home to the freeway, so there's no reason I can't stop and and uh, rehearse with him. There's no reason he lives right on the way home. And you've got a so two two hour commute, so we just get just put him in the back yeah. and just sing. <laughs> let him let him do whatever he does. <laughs> with his, with his m- maracas. Does he have a maracas? I can imagine him. Right, right, right. D- Dan Maracas. That sounds. Yes, Dan Maracas. Yeah, that's more like yeah, that's... <laughs> Take him on the journey. User friendly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it brings you back to your roots. I like that. Steve Coogan. What about that? Steve Coogan. Is that the one? Is that the one you like? Yeah. Is that bad or is it like? He's funny. So you don't like it? 
No, he's, he's I like dynamic. That. I like all his trip movies. The trip. And the other, the other guy, Rob somebody that's in the movies. With, have you Rob seen Bryden. The movies called the... Rob Bryden. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that, is that bad? I like no, him. No, no, I, no, I, no. He's very dry. He's very good. He's uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's likeable. That's the kind of humor that makes me actually... Yeah, that makes you laugh out loud. That kind of humor. I think that's probably like my laugh. kind of humor I'm, anyway. I like that. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. That makes me laugh. More of a sillier kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, it's... I like it's, that English kind of... <laughs> It, it's it's saying things in a serious way, looking as though you're about to make a profound point, and actually then saying something completely ridiculous. Just it's just to turn the direction. Right. And I don't. I think that's yeah, the kind right. of thing that's missing from a lot of a lot of the the, the cursing, cursing. Yeah, uh, right, right, comedians. right. That joy just make you laugh. You know, like they go they go yeah. to different places. They do uh, impressions of different people. Yeah, it's just really. And yeah. they do Michael Caine. I just howl. <laughs> in a different degrees of Michael Caine. Michael Caine young. Michael Kane Young was more shouting, you know, whatever that Michael Kane now. Michael Kane now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Batman I can't do Michael Kane. I can't do a Michael Kane. Do you know what? It's funny. I, I don't do impressions very well. I mean, accents, I, I can watch a movie and I will come out with the accent right. that I was watching. Um, you know, can Scottish, you do an American accent? Um, well, the, the weird thing is everybody here thinks that I have an American accent because I don't have a typical oh, British. Really? I don't have a typical <laughs> British because I, I, I've been brought up by Letterman and Cheers, and I, the first ten years of my life, I fixated on on Americana, Americana, big style. Oh wow! Um, oh. So, I guess when I when I went to the Netherlands, all I heard were were American accented English because they learned the American um, English there, and I, I worked with right. an American company. So I I have a lot of flair of American flair in my accent already, but. Americans cannot hear it. They don't know it's there. They think that this is a, this is a, as British as it gets. Um, so, but I, let me think. Let me think. Let me try and do an American. Um, where, where do you want me to be? America is a big place. Um, um, be just a regular Los Angeles kind of hipster kind of guy. Okay, so we're talking about um, like a Will Wheaton thing. And right, uh, right, right. Uh, riding home on the highway, and it's it's jam packed, and I can't, I can't. It's just solid. It's just the big fog over LA, and that is so. Oh good. my god, that's I'm trying really ass. hard there. Um, Dude, <laughs> I used to be in Star Trek, but now I'm not in Star Trek anymore because I got that's married, so and I'm happier. Is that how does that work? <laughs> That's a fucking badass, dude. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> I, I tried to I tried to do um, a New York accent years ago when I was doing a recording of Goodfellas, but um, the, the actual audio book I was starting to do the recording of that, and I gave up because I just couldn't. Well, I, I just I, couldn't I... keep up the accent. I was Too I was much. good friends with Henry Hill in his last last couple of years of his life. I was very good friends with Henry Hill. You were. Oh, was he? Yeah. Did he go back over to Los Angeles at the end of his life just to kind of yeah, hide out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his actually is a funny, dangerous story. <laughs> his wife liked me from Facebook, and we exchanged mm -hmm. some kind of like ribald messages back and forth. And um, he came to do a um, mm. an autograph signing at this tobacco lounge, kind of oh, pretty far away, but in the area. And um, she asked me, "Would you mind moderating it?" You know. Yeah. So I went to the tobacco lounge. They smoke inside, smoke cigars inside. And Henry Hill was there, and like some guys from Casino, and he was a mess. He was already he was already like 
terrible, terrible last last years of his life. He's a terrible drug addict. It was just a mess, just a mess. Oh, I went, I, I was like, I saw him. I was like, went to see him. Hey, Henry, what's up? And I hugged him, like kind of like a bro hug. And he goes, ow, 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 ow. I go, what? He goes, ow, 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 you're breaking my bones. What the hell's wrong with you? I said, oh, okay. I, I didn't know. He was like really, really frail, you know? And part of me was like, yes, right now, motherfucker. Come on, I'll take you down now, good fella. You know? Yeah. This chubby little brown guy will take you down now. You know? He's not really older. <laughs> he's not really yeah, older. No, no, yeah, exactly. no he's not like, really older. But, but, it's, but it's, it must have been a surprise to you to actually, you know, because you just well, don't oh, think. Yeah, and yeah. You just think, okay, it's Henry Hill. It's Henry Hill. Yeah, and he got so what happened, what happened was um she had it was, it was this is about 2007 2008 she had totally overestimated his appeal still people like good fellows but i mean it's like a cigar smoking on a bunch of buffed out white yeah. jerks you know and they, they don't really want to go and sign pay for autographs and pay for pictures you know yeah and, and sign sign a poster that kind of go good fellows great you know whatever you know this is not there's one, no market for it anymore that's it once you've got the, Holly, the hollywood glow over it i mean you've got ray Liotta, what? What? robert de niro joe pesci once you've got those yeah. guys the real henry hill you're thinking wow is that him that that that's it was horrible really so what i what oh. i did was i um I, I got everybody together i told her can i run it yeah so i had um i had them pay five dollars to ask a question yeah and so we made a few bucks like that. Put him in the fishbowl. I, I put him out. I read him. He answered him. You could ask no question about him. If he killed, you couldn't ask if he killed anybody. You couldn't ask if he was a rat. That's, that was for the wife's guidelines. And so we yeah. made some money that we did about, we did about over two years. We did maybe 10 shows like that. Wow. And then eventually he, um, oh, <laughs> sorry, I just lost you. <sighs> Are you okay? Yeah. Um. Actually, actually, no, 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 no. The thing was, um, at that time I was also um, um, hardcore drug user, hmm. methamphetamine. That was the drug of choice back then, and um, that was his drug of choice. And um, right. things got pretty dark. Though, though, actually, the 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 impetuous for having me thrown off the whole thing was um, this guy. His name is Frank Collada. Yeah. He's from um. He's he's the movie Casino. Yeah, he's the only person to have. He's the only person to have reenacted a crime on screen that he was convicted of. Wow! So at the end, at the end of you no, know, there's a they played the House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, and then the house, they played the House of the Rising Sun. There is a house in New Orleans, and they're and they're going back and killing all the people that are that are that are they're afraid they're going to rat. So um, this guy's running to a big old house, and he kills this guy by by a waterfall. You rat bastard! You know that actually shoots him. That's Frank Collada, the real life guy's actually. Yeah, they actually did that crime. Wow. So he was the one that was like anti-drug and said, no, this guy's a jerk, you know, and told me I was going to kick my ass. You know, and when the guy like that says that, I I listened. You listened. You know? so, so, you're right. So, uh, so luckily it was a turnaround for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, actually it was. And that was, unfortunately, Ray, um, Ray, Ray Leona, unfortunately, Henry didn't make it. He, um, no. he descended farther into that. And I, that was a big, big turning point for me because um, there was actually, um, there, just to, just to be, um, just to make a point known, there were there were different people that reached out to me, that were connected to um, certain person that uh, that made it clear that I was not welcome on that um, on, on that uh, that that autograph thing anymore, and that um, any further participation or effort to reach out would be you know would be dealt with in, a, in an with. unpleasant manner. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're. you're... <laughs> 
you're not you're not <laughs> an idiot. You're not go, you're not going to start <laughs> no, no, messing no, with that. I have a lot of things. I'm dumb and I'm not stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean casino, casino and uh, films like that in American History X. When you see what they can do, when you see what right. what lengths they can take, you you know yeah, you've just yeah. got to be good. You got to let them get it, carry on and just stay the hell out of the way when 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 they tell you. You know, it's um, but it's um. Wow, that's that's an incredible connection, and I can't believe we actually just stumbled upon that in, in mid conversation. Right, right, right. No, 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 yeah, I know that's exactly. I'm, yeah. I'll I'll send you a picture of us that we had a yeah red taken, and um, and he was um, yeah. His wife still, I still talk to his wife. She's she's cool. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I've had I've had a, um a lot of lot of great experiences. I'm I'm blessed to be here. I'm I'm all about um without being a total airhead. I'm all about positivity and trying to trying to enjoy whatever time I have left and trying to be as, as um as creative and productive as possible. And that's what I want to do. And that, that's all that matters. I mean it's um you know, you, you don't want to just disappear into the background. I mean you're 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 Dan, the man. I mean it's you know Right, right, right. You, you've you've got you've got you've got some special things to do on this planet then while you're here and it's and it's gonna be you know, it, it's it might not even happen yet. It's not even there yet. No, no, thank you. No, you're I, getting there. I, I, I'm ready. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about bringing my show back on a different. I'm, I'm actually, I'm muddling the way through a movie. I'm trying to make um, it's called the, the Dan the Man Picture Show. Oh, now that would be good. And uh, have you got kind of like have you got a, some people in working on um, have you got a crew together or? No, I'm. It's in a very formative stage. I I found a guy that looks like me though. To play me in my younger years, which is pretty interesting. So I want to have him have him do the Dan the Man show with, uh, and I I can you know as as kind of like um, I mean like a biopic almost, and have him interview me. I have some ideas. Yeah, that's have some ideas. Yeah, um, if you ever need any help on that, you know, definitely. Oh, great, great, great! I mean, the most help is like formatting. I've I've tried to follow. um, I don't have. um, what is it? Um, Final Cut, I think, is a screenplay thing. It is, but you don't, don't necessarily need that. I mean, I've I've worked in people C- tell me that is that true? Yeah, I've worked in Celtics, which is a free opera operating system that you can just, Celtics Celtics, which it, it's it's okay to work okay. on that. Um, what uh-huh. do I use for screenplay? I think I did use Celtics most of the time, and you just oh, tra- I know. check that out. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but there are some. I don't know if you um if you have have a chance or time to, but uh, there's a, a great lady. Who works, I think, on the Sunset Strip, somewhere around there? Pilar uh-huh. Alessandra. She does a podcast um, on the page. Okay. Pilar Alessandra. All right. And um, I've I've done a workshop with her um, in London, and she, but she's she's brilliant. She's one of those um, people who can show people who are very busy with their life to be able to write a screenplay in, in their spare time. And she has a book out. Wow, that the, sounds valuable. The the coffee coffee break writers. Um, Sorry, the Coffee Break Screenwriter's Book. And um, it, it just gives you a lot of uh, hints to keep that spark alive when you're so busy and so in depth, you know, how to just keep keep the story going and, and how yeah, to... Please send me a link to that or something. Kind of, I, I really... Yeah, we'll yeah. do. She, she's got a podcast and she does a lot of stuff on there and she speaks to a lot of writers, so I'll definitely send a link. Um, but it's a good book. Yeah, I met her and I did a whole... I did a day's course. And she told me, in oh, the, right, uh, right. she wrote in the, the beginning of this book, to Stephen, write a sci-fi blockbuster. And I was like, well, ah. I've written one, but it's but uh, unfortunately it hasn't been made yet. 
Oh, great, great, great. Wow, I love you. Nick and Dan, you're a very talented guy. I mean, I, I mean, I like the real thing. I really... Well, I had some... I, I'm still, I remember you you, uh, you mm. sent me a song from the, um, I Believe I Can Fly. You're oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I... I'm really, really impressed, and I'm really honored to even, uh, to even for you to take time to talk to me. I'm, I'm really, well, really. I was trying to think about it today, how we actually got in contact, and I think it was, um, I was, I was um, friends on Facebook with several comedians, and I think that they were connected to you. I think it was uh, Jessica Kalastakis. I think might have been one. Okay. Uh huh. And um, I remember her. And I think you, you kind of just. You must have been one of those people who commented on on her post that stood out, and for some reason I just right. needed to talk to you. Um, no, that's great. That's great. I, I, and that's how a lot of people got in touch with me through comedy initially. Yeah, and I think that you know, and that's why I always thought, you know, is he is he does he do stand up? I know he he likes to go to this pizza place, but they don't do stand up in Golfano's <laughs> Pizza. Yeah, that was an interesting place. That was a that was pretty much a free for all. I, I, that was um. Mm. I'll, I'll take credit for I'll take credit for originating the or actually being a catalyst for the unpleasant comedy. I I when I went there to Garfano's it was in a ter- hor- mm. horribly 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 dangerous ghetto area and um, people would eventually um, I, I would I encourage heckling. Yeah. So okay. I, I would have I would have people um come like I mean um, Aziz Ansari came there. Um, Jim Carrey came there. We could take a picture though. People came and they did um they did comedy like in the most one of the most hostile environments around, mm. and that's where a lot of people learned their their craft and a lot of people um that are are big now um didn't uh, didn't uh, they started there. Wow. But no, nobody um nobody I mean this is gonna sound a bit bitter but because nobody owes me anything but I never got any kind of a uh a perk from knowing a famous comic or they never said hey dan come on tour with us hey dan here's a pain gig hey dan you want to go right nobody ever did that and that's um but yeah that's I've... been a personal kind of a, that's that's been the thing that's bothered me but um yeah. I'm, I'm actually happy with where i'm at and i think i think i i, I kind of come to realize that uh, that a lot of people kind of just drift away and not even don't yeah, even i'm sure you have the same experience yeah right yeah, yeah exactly. experience. I'm sure you talked to a lot of people that are kind of like, oh, wow, oh, I hit hey, Steven, you're great. Hey, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm, that's part of our dream. How do we let go of that? I mean, we just mm. do it, be satisfied doing good, just do good work and let that stand on its own. I mean, we're, we're it's almost in our nature to try to chase that dream, you know? Well, we're trying to chase that one person who can do it for us. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's but the that problem. Like, that person doesn't exist, right? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're that a creative person. Are you, uh, you've got a creative side and you've got a business side, right? I don't have a business side. Me neither. This is what this is the problem. <laughs> this is why people like you and me keep on getting chomped hard on the ass because of these. Um... And, and the people that have the business side, they're like dickish. They take advantage of us, you know, like, hey, you know. Yeah, this is great. We're t- we're we're gonna do this, and I'm like, right, right, right. Okay, right. Okay, calm down. <laughs> First of all, calm the hell down and tell me how. Right, right. 
Yeah, money is the is the, like is a good part of it. You know, <laughs> some some something at least something uh something that I can you know buy food with. That'd be nice. Yeah, that kind of that would be nice. Yeah, instead of food stamps. <laughs> right, right. But what what we're getting there, Dan? We're we're like we said, we're we're, we're Renaissance people. We're we we have a redemption in our future. I think so too. And 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 obviously the part that we're missing is that how much, um, how much it enriches us personally. Like yes. uh, I'm, I'm an older person. I've been through more than a few relationships lately, and usually, what happens, the the big moment when it comes down to we're having a fight and it's gonna be it. What people, what girls will tell me is, you know what, you're a joke. You're too old to sing punk rock. You're never gonna be famous. You, you you're not gonna be a comedian. You can't do anything. You're too old for all that. I feel sorry for you. You're you're. It's embarrassing for you to go out there, and I always take a step back and I, and I say something of this nature that, that, that is so misguided that I can't even be insulted to be honest, you know? Yeah. I don't do things for that reason. I, I do it because I have to. You do it because yeah, it's I, inside I, I, of you. And if, if you stop doing it, right. You know. I don't think about none of that. When I and believe me, when I, and I'm sure you feel the same way. When I feel I can't do it competently, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. But I think as long as I can do it um, competently and, and, I look at people like Keith Richards. You know, I'm made. I'm 56. I got a ways to go, and, and um, that's always the last straw that people think they're really gonna, they're really gonna pierce me through the heart with uh, these exes. You know, oh, ha, ha, you will never be famous. You're too old to sing punk rock. I'm like, I don't even. I got like, a couple of gigs tonight already. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't we're, even, we're doing. I guess all these people are fools that come see me. You know, some people come see me. I guess they're a bunch of fools too. I don't know. You know, I don't know any of these people. You're never, you're band. never gonna go to Madison Square Garden with this act. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to go to Madison. I don't want to go there. Yeah. I'm. I want. I'm, I'm just always baffled. I'm not even. Yeah. I, to be quite honest, to get to the core of it, I feel sad for them when they tell me that. I feel sad, like, wow, this is really your worldview? This is what you think of me? You're so off base, I can't even be insulted, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're happy doing what you want to do, and you know that there are things around the corner that you're working towards, and it's always going to be right. it isn't. I don't, it's, it's I don't ask people for rides. I don't ask people to contribute no. to my money, you know? We all, you're, and you're the same way, I'm sure. Yes. We do our thing. We're independent of any backers, any kind of financial obligation. We're not, we're not asking people for money. We, we do it, you know? But but part of you kind of starts to think maybe I should. Oh, most definitely. I would I would only admit that I would only admit that to fellow artists like you. Yeah, because <laughs> anybody else, I would say, "Fuck no!" I, 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 but you know it. So I say, yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with you. you you're, allowed, yeah. you're allowed to say. You're allowed to say. Wouldn't it be nice if? But well, yes. But then you've yes. got to kind of you've, you've got to go there in order to come back, and that's the thing. You've I thought I had I thought I had an Amazon deal last year. That was a big thing. I was talking to Amazon about putting the Dan the Man show on um, on Amazon. Oh, that they even yeah. sent me they even sent me contracts and they sent me um what I wanted for a budget. And um, they ended up giving the the show to this guy. Um, this guy, this guy, they gave the show. The show they put in place of mine was he reviews marijuana dispensaries. He's he's some guy in some TV show called Black Jesus. They give him the, the spot instead of me. And that, oh. what I hear was just because I, I just, I was totally bad mouthing Amazon like for a long time. <laughs> that kind of doesn't help. <laughs> no, and but, a lot of people were, but, were bad at me for that. I, I, I burned a lot of bridges with that. I, um, yeah. But, um, you know, oh well. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. They, because they had, the contract said, do not, 
do not say anything disparaging about Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, that, that doesn't stop Mark Hamill the, right, saying bad right. things about the Star Trek, Star Wars, sorry. Exactly, exactly. Um, but then, was, um, what are they going to do, fire him? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. I guess when, when, you're, well, when you're Mark Hamill, you can. Right. What I found out, too, is that it was actually the, the, studio, the studio I was working at, I was doing my show at, Mm-hmm. It was that guy was had pushed the Amazon deal, so I really didn't wreck it for myself. People don't understand that though. The guy who ran the studio where I did the show, he um he was pushing his own agenda for a show called Studios of Los Angeles. So, but he was using me as a vehicle to promote his studio, you know. Yeah. So they didn't they 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 didn't want the Dan the Man, so they wanted. They were, he was talking to them about that. That's how I got contact with them. Yeah. So, but people don't understand that. So I was it wasn't really going to matter what I said, you know. Yeah, so he I he mean, just wanted you to 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 make him look good in terms of I know yeah, how, I yeah, know how to yeah. work a deal I know how to get right right shows right made. Uh-huh. but I don't want yeah. this guy I really want this one instead and then they'll think well yeah. we we trust you you know we'll uh, right exactly, we'll, we'll go exactly. with what, what, with your gut so which yeah. I had I had the feeling already I was I, my thing was always we're doing this for free I know I'm not the only. Uh, the only the only thing you're doing, um, are you good with that? I'll pay for studio time. No, 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 Dan. It's okay. No, Dan. I support you. I just like the arts. Blah blah blah. You know. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I, that never rang true. You know. I thought just something else is going on here. But as long as he lets me do the show for free here, I'll do it. You know. So then I, I stopped with him, and then I started doing the show at another studio, paying for the time myself, and that's when I started badmouthing Amazon. So I guess I got back to Amazon. So. Oh, well, well we, we, but we really love Amazon. I mean, let's just say that, shall oh, we? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then thank you, Stephen, for, for, thank you, Stephen, for opening my eyes to how evil Amazon is. I, it's, you know, it's, I, it's a beautiful without, thing. Without your encouragement, Stephen, without your <laughs> encouragement, Stephen, I could never have gone against Amazon. You know? <laughs> thank you. And thank we you. love, we love Netflix. We love. <laughs> oh, um, Netflix too, Stephen. Until you expose the, the, the corrupt nature of Netflix and the evil that they're in. Um, I had not even thank you, Stephen. It's a it's a beautiful world out there. Everybody's good. <laughs> it is. Yes, everything is good. I'm, I'm just Trump. I'm just trying to make sure. Well, even Trump, you know, he might want to buy buy something from us. Right? Oh, oh yes, as a matter of fact, yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, good he's doing for the country. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's thinking. Do you know what I gotta do? I gotta I gotta get a a, a Mexican guy with a TV right. deal, and an English guy, and an English guy. I'll have like a, yeah, I'll have like a trip for that. I'll be like the Rob. Rob, whatever, and you be the Steve Coogan guy. Do you know what? That, that could be fun. That could be fun. I could do that. I, I could I learn. We'll go microbreweries. We'll just go to microbreweries. Microbreweries. <laughs> See, I think we've already got a winner here, and we can, yeah, we can pitch this to um, who's left. We, that, can't, the, we can't go to Amazon. We can't go to Netflix. The, Who can we go I'll to? I'll learn the little man in the box, the routine. You know? <laughs> Yeah, we should. We a should. Little man in a microbrewery. We should actually have instead of a micro, but we should have a little person with us. <laughs> it worked. It works for Dave Hill. He did it. Um, he, he got. He got little a little Michael little, little yeah, Michael right? Jackson. There's a little exactly, but it'll be a, it'll be a micro Jackson. Micro Jackson. I like that. Micro Jackson. Right. Right. Beautiful. I, f- I think we've. I think we better go away and start writing this down. Yeah. I think so too. I, th- I think we we reached a nadir of our uh, of our talk here. I'm not sure That's nadir it. is positive or negative, but we reached it. Yeah, I think uh, wherever we've gone, we've 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 done well. I think <laughs> yeah. we're still. We here. always seem to. Uh, 
Yeah, we always seem to go our own way, and that's that's a good thing. Well, you know? yeah, I think, I think we've kind of been all over the shop. We've we've started with with political talk, I like and I, I like it. I mean, it's free spirited. It's free form. You know. Um, yeah, I it's like been, it. I it's really been a, like it. I really felt really comfortable. I yeah. mean, I, I did before, but I mean, it was a whole different animal. I, I think. Um, wow, I just really, um, I really enjoyed our talk, Stephen. Really, really. Yeah, and it's um, it's like I say, I haven't done a podcast in a while, and um, headline this is the one podcast that I want to keep going, because I'm doing it myself. I've, I've I'm actually here doing it myself, right. and and I, I feel as though that, but you know, at the same time, I love having a co-host. I miss doing. The I know, I know, there. me too, too. I like that too. I like that too. That it, it opens you up, and the bank can bounce things off each other. You know, I really yeah. like that. And um, you know. Don't don't be closed off to it. If you ever, if you ever feel as though you've got time on your hands to do a to a film podcast, then uh, I'm happy to uh, put frame by frame in in the we're in the garbage and uh, move on with a new one. Oh, most definitely. I'm I'm a big movie fan. I've um, I've I've come. I'll just really quick before we go. I want I've I've come to analyze some of my past choices. I don't know is were things always like rapey and sexist or. Is, is is has time brought a different light on things? I don't know. I love Blue Velvet, one of my favorite movies, Blue Velvet. Oh, when I see it lately with my kids watching, I, I feel dirty. Yes, know, you know? I, I watched it with my wife, and she yeah, she right? was she was so uncomfortable, like, but what, she she couldn't. What the fuck is wrong? Yeah. yeah, right. It's uh, but what, what, what is it? Have we changed? Were we always this? Was we always the same at time? What? No, I think I think maybe that's something that we could, we could touch upon the whole idea that that uh, uh, we're getting older and our right? tastes are changing, but then the movie industry is is changing, and we're just reaching back to things that we've seen before instead of just constantly renewing and watching new things i mean i, I can't true but my big thing is edgar wright i love his movies yes me too big fan big those fan. are good they, they they give us the the sarcasm they give us the flash they they give and they're, they're like not sexist or rapey or misogynistic no. they're really really no and, and and he really messes with genre he really places yeah mixes genre with in, in, in and takes it to a place where you cannot expect what's going to happen next and i like baby that. drivers scott pilgrim man those are great movies they are great we have a lot of things to talk about we, we yeah. should definitely uh, talk again yeah i think so i think we can do this yeah steven thank you for taking time out of your day no I, I, worries. thank you thank you so much for your time. take care thanks all a lot. the best of the family same to you all bye-bye yeah, thank you Thank you very much for listening to that. That was Dan the Man Morales. I hope you enjoyed that interview. We um, we have him at uh, various places. You'll have to bear with us. He's he's prolific. He's out there on YouTube on the Dan Morales DTM Incorporated. That's INC dot. So Dan Morales DTM Inc. And uh, you can also find The Dan the Man Show, which is his inter interview, uh, online interview chat show, at Unicorn, which is spelled with a K for corn, Unicorn Chan, C-H-A-N TV. So that's Unicorn Chan TV, Dan the Man Show. Uh, you can also get him through Facebook at Foggy Nation, his page Foggy Nation. Um, P. Wee Herman Cholos, P. W. H. C. Cholos, not Cholos, not Cholos. Cholos, yes. Cholos, Cholos, like high and low, and like David Bowie's low. And you can connect with Dan personally and and tell him how much you adore his song "Party Hat," 
which I'll be playing in a few moments, Daniel Morales, three, four, five, one. You've just heard Party Hat. And now, for a bonus track, this one's called Sports Fan. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you join us again soon. Bye-bye. Can you tell I still have a sore throat? 
This episode was brought to you by a Hoplips Now. Attend! Ten hot. Hot. Cameron's have just created this golden bottled beer with a citrus aroma and a satisfying full hop flavor. The Cascade, the Chinook, the Fuggles Hop deliver an initial citrus flavor, followed by a satisfying bitter taste. Mmm. I love the taste of a Hoplips Now in the morning.